Hi, this is Ben from 561 Music Podcast. Right now, we're trying to get a thousand subscribers on YouTube. It just helps us get out there more. It also enables us to monetize the podcast, to make it better, do more advertising for it and things like that. Subscribe to the podcast and hit the notifications button. That would be doing us a really big favor. Thank you very much. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. And how are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. My friend Ollie's left now, which is a bit sad. Ah. Oh. But it was it was fun having him here. He was here for a while, right? I like know. Two, it's a, two yeah. weeks? Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, totally. That's so awesome. we, we got to get up to mischief and have a good time. I, uh... When you live in Florida, you never do stuff like go to the beach or anything like that, no, of unless, not. unless someone you know wants to go. So I've spent a bit of time down the beach. It's been nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the thing, man. Like you know, people come down and visit us, and they're like, "Oh, you know, you guys don't go to the beach." And it's like, ah, well, we work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have things to do. We're so, not on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we uh, we we had quite a lot of uh, low key sort of private type gigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played uh, Evergreen, which yeah. is a uh, community in Palmish Gardens. Um, that was actually surprisingly really fun yeah it there was. was a really cool crowd there and there was a it was poolside it was nice you know nice low-key um tiki bar and stuff uh, tiki bar that i painted a mural at so yeah man. yeah you're multitasking <laughs> down there doing the, the visual yeah. and the the audible yeah and they loved us so she sent me a list of dates and we'll be back there again in the fall oh excellent yeah. that's cool yeah, yeah. yeah and then um, we played over at the um the marina in Rybovich. yeah on saturday yeah that's always it's always a fun gig um it's yeah. it's, it's an interesting crowd because they're kind of they're kind of all just chilling and doing their thing and whatever. We're just kind of background music there. But well, I but, met a guy this time who, uh, who who works on the boats. So I'm really I've got my fingers crossed that we're going to find ourselves on some mega yacht now. Nice. Had yeah, nice. playing music for a Russian you oligarch or something. Ironically, someone at Evergreen asked for a business card when we were breaking down and asked if we play on yachts. So uh, you I know, the weirdest thing about the Evergreen gig it was that. Um, a lady came up to me and asked, had we ever played in uh, Breezy Point in New York? And out, out of all of the people and places it could have been, that was one place that we actually have. It, her bar. We played at her bar. Early Killbillies had played there yeah, before. That's funny, dude. Super weird. And that was before the uh, 2012 hurricane. Yeah. So um, so it's it's the same spot and the same bar, but a totally new building. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to we'll have to plan to include it in our fall tour i'm not surprised she doesn't remember that was 11 years ago yeah it's crazy yeah band's been around for a minute here crazy man yeah so uh we have young fiction we have dylan koa gavin and tony how you guys how you doing Oh, it's so much better now that we can talk. Yeah, we've been sitting here. <laughs> it was so hard. <laughs> I didn't help that Gavin's putting his fucking finger in my ear. <laughs> I started dying right at the end there because I thought you were just going to go into a really long bit of just like a story. And it would be so funny if you were like, oh, sorry, we ran out of time. We had young fiction here, but I just loved the weekend. <laughs> just, oh, it's so nice to have shit. you, boys. You guys are an awesome band. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, really love the music. And, of course, Gavin is, uh, is a relative of someone at this table. Is your kid? Yeah, how did you know? <laughs> Tony's brother from Tony's my fifth brother. marriage. Kelly, yeah. Kelly finally told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got Hector's son Gavin up here, which is great. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we've been waiting to get here. Yeah, Tony, <laughs> Tony's my son. It's good to meet you guys. Did you tell? Finally on the show for the for first my, time. For my third wife. Yeah. <laughs> Twice removed. I don't know. <laughs> One of the things that we do first is we sort of ask about your, um, your journey into music and what it was like when you were young and finding yourself and getting into it. Like, uh, were your parents supportive, Dylan? Like, how did you find yourself playing music at the beginning? Yeah, I mean, I... <clears throat> I was in fifth grade and I just like turned on when MTV was still showing music. Uh, Good old days. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, it's funny I'm saying that. But yeah, the, uh, it was a Blink-182 performance at the VMAs and they had a bunch of little nice. people jump out on stage because they played all the small things. I was like, that's funny. And <laughs> just the way they were dressed and shit, it just was really, really cool. Um, and I liked just the whole sound. So Blink-182 yeah. is what did it for me. Nice. Uh, Interesting. As far as parental support, my mom f- was pretty much like do anything you want. And my dad was very like, be a lawyer, be a doctor. And I was like, no. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So Sometimes mom, mom that, won that one. Yeah. 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 Sometimes that is helpful, you know, to have have that kind of friction there. You know, you just want to do the opposite of your parents sometimes. You know? yeah. 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 That's awesome. So did, when did you start um, like playing and, and what, what instruments and things did you find yourself playing first? Uh, shortly after that, yeah, guitar. Like, okay. I, I found them in fifth grade. I'd say sixth grade I had a guitar. Okay. Um, and then I tried to play percussion in middle school. Yeah, uh, but my middle school teacher was basically band teacher was basically like, actually, you're a fat kid. How about tuba? <laughs> oh, so uh, I got stuck on. I was like, no, I really want to play percussion. She's like, no, I know you're really gonna play tuba. <laughs> <laughs> cool. yeah, tuba's for you, bro. Great. I got, yeah, pro- I got profiled. I got t- weight profiled. <laughs> oh, jeez. The, the tuba. My wife, who um, at the time was um, a small, skinny girl, had to play the tuba, and the reason was because um her mum said it's funny i know her, her mum said her mum said that she uh had to play something that she was too big for her to bring home because uh, they didn't want to practicing in the home which is awful but um it's pretty mean yeah right <laughs> that's kind of smart they ended, though yeah, uh, yeah they ended up making her bring it home though and so <laughs> she, she ended up dragging this huge instrument to and from like this tiny little that's girl. So, I know, that's, right? that's karma on her mom for trying it's to like, pull uh, that shit on her. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, what about you, Co? How did you find yourself getting into music? Well, I, I always kind of appreciated rock music. My parents, you know, listened to a lot of like Kiss, Def Leppard, the music that they grew up on. So I kind of heard that. And then I kind of fell down the rabbit hole as a kid of like finding Marilyn Manson corn. But getting into playing music was definitely through Dylan. We've known each other since we were 11 i knew him when he got his first guitar and dylan's also the guy who introduced me to like pop punk alternative and then i fell down that rabbit hole too yeah and i remember when he got the guitar he was like yeah dude girls are gonna love this (laughs) and he was like (laughs) talking about starting a band and i you know we were just kids and we were like oh dude let's come up with band names and he was like do you want to join the band and I didn't play any instrument, so of course I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of got into it that way. Funny enough, I was we talked about me playing guitar, but I ended up being a drummer for the first like year or two of us playing together. And then okay. just kind of found bass and then found my way back to guitar. And, you know. and then found your way back to drums. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. 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 Full circle. I'm going in loops. Yeah. So did you, uh, did you have um, lessons at any point? Absolutely not. I, d- I still don't know how to play guitar. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I don't know notes, chords, music theory. It's just like, this sounds good. This feels right. Right yeah. on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I shit. pride myself on not knowing theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Played 40 years. Still don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing. It's yeah. funny, too, because we always have the conversation as a band. Like, yeah, we should all learn it. And Dylan pushes it a lot, which rightfully so. We'd be amazing if we knew it. But in my head, I'm always like... 
Am I going to learn it? Well, there is something to be on. there is something to be said for um, like a certain naivete when it comes to writing music because you end up writing different stuff. If you have a very um, sort of broad and detailed understanding of music theory, sometimes it can get in the way. Honestly, I'm, mm. not all the time. And I would say that you, it, it's sort of like a little knowledge is a bad thing. You kind of have to go through that, you know, until you get to knowing a lot about it. Because um, you know, you'd be like, oh, well, that doesn't work. The rules say so. You know what I mean? But yeah. so, it's not music theory. I think it is important, but I wouldn't say that it is the most important thing, especially for a rock band, you know? Yeah, I think it would make us more efficient, but, right. like, I think we all are creative enough that, like, it doesn't matter. Because, like, I know people who know way more music theory than me, and I'm like, I, I write better riffs than you in, like, a not-judgmental <laughs> way. Sure, yeah. Like, they, like, they're like, dude, I literally took a nine-month course on it, and then they come out and sound like every other indie band, and I'm like, all right, well, good for you. Yeah. And, like, but if that's what they want to do, that's fine. It's just... I like I pride myself yeah. the same way. Like any any riffs or anything I come up with is like it's in me because I don't. I'm like I think this is E. Maybe well, yeah, like Ben's yeah. saying though. Like when you have that music theory, the, the, it's it's almost like that's the Bible and that's the rule and right. that's you know oh mm-hmm. and like you know you're trying to write something and oh well I can't do that because that breaks that rule. But why not? Why right. can't it break that rule? You know. Yeah, I, it's also, I'm I, sorry. I I think it I I think it's just uh, like I was saying like a, a a little bit of knowledge can be a bad thing, but once you get past that and you realize that the rules are there to be broken you know what i mean that yeah. is fine but yeah, what were you gonna say there Kurt? i was just gonna say the thing too is like i'm not playing like prog rock or like math core yeah i, I play the samantha song right. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's pretty easy stuff yeah gotcha gotcha well um what about you gavin how, how, how did you find yourself playing music uh i met these guys last week you know my parents were never really supportive they told me <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was for I, that. I mean <laughs> oh no, I mean that answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? What am I sitting in between? <laughs> yeah. Go. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm I'm the offspring of uh, one of the famous Kobillies. Hey. So, yeah. um, Great answer. I mean, always grew up around music. Um, I think honestly, earliest memory of playing an instrument was just like sitting there with like some bass that like my dad didn't want anymore, just like yeah. in the corner, and yeah. I couldn't hear it because everything was loud, and you can never <laughs> hear bass anyway. Yeah, yeah. true story. So, uh, <laughs> I mean. Always been playing, and then, you know, started playing drums, I don't know, what, you fifth probably, grade? Probably 10. Yeah, somewhere yeah. around there. Been 10 years, 10, 11 years. Cool. Um, And then, you know, my dad knew Justin, so I started going to LMC, yeah. doing bands there, doing my own thing. Started writing music at LMC, and then, you know, got past LMC, moved on, oh, yeah. found Young Fiction, and then... Did you find this place helpful? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I definitely would have stopped uh, youth with Dylan falling off the stage last week or yeah. two weeks ago if I had not come to LMC. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Yeah. Go- going through going through LMC and, and, you know, being like 10, 11 years old and having uh, Justin come by and knock over my drum set mid-practice just to piss me off. <laughs> you know, I, I know what to do now <laughs> when yeah, yeah. stuff goes wrong. No, and Justin's stuff does go wrong because we're in young fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Every show has a little curse. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Ch- Tony? How would you find yourself playing music? Uh, well, my first rap song was called Do the Underwear right. <laughs> when I was four years old. <laughs> All right, I want to hear "Do the Underwear" so bad now. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's it's on like a nineteen ninety nine compact, but if I can take the hard drive up, I got you. We gotta but, find that. Yeah, it's, it, it was a classic. I mean, if if it was 
the internet the was. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first we're hearing of this. No, I've never, the underwear was I, strong. I think, Tony Classic. I think Young Fisher needs to revive that song. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got the lyrics. How have you never yeah. brought this up? I know. How have you never You're one of my best friends, and I've never. I thought you were kidding. No, this is a real thing. Holy shit! You know what? I was in my underwear. <laughs> it was a freestyle. So how do you head, do the underwear? <laughs> you just. <laughs> Great answer. Just like, do it. You just kind of do it. Like, He's an artist. It just comes to him. It's a muse thing. It's, it's, it's all up here. It's all up here. Yeah. But other than the, do the underwear, I, uh, the classic. my brother showed me how. I'd never really listened to rock until I was like 13. Yeah. Never heard a rock song. Never really was interested. And then my brother showed me in Hollywood on Dead Song. And then I played Guitar Hero 3 and heard Before I Forget by Slipknot. And it was just like, oh, that's a, this is the best shit I've ever heard ever. Nice. Right. Like, immediately, it was like no judgmental anything. It's like, I picked up a guitar within like two weeks of knowing the song. Oh, cool. And then I played like some Hollywood on Dead covers on keyboard, like on GarageBand, just kind of playing that just for fun. And then just kind of kept learning more Slipknot songs on guitar. Nice. And then eventually interned at a studio. And met these guys and switched oh, sure. spots with him. Nice. <laughs> well, stuff. your your dad was also a musician. He too. was very much a musician yeah. um, all my life. He he started really young too, like eight six years old. So it was always like instruments around. Like, it's cool. Is he playing a band or anything like that? Uh, no, I've been looking for one. Right. No. Uh, no. He uh, he. He was like touring for a while. Oh, cool. Um, oh, wow. That's awesome. Just, His dad's like secretly Kanye or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he played My on dad was ship. like, he was, he was a little bit big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this is Tony West. I forgot that. Left out that last yeah. name. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, but, um, it, a lot of a lot. I find a lot of people who come on here have other musicians in the family, and it, and it's really nice when they do. I, I haven't. Um, my my mum was is a musician and she was the one who kind of pushed me towards that and um and I, I have an uncle too who's a who's a musician and, and always used to look up to him when I was growing up so that just became the thing I decided I had to do in a way you know it was, it was the path that was chosen but um yeah so uh how did you guys um when did you guys start Young Fiction and, and where's the name from? So I count the f- like the start of the band as the respectable show that's my start time of that yeah, that's what basically. I basically. It was the so, first time anybody really saw what we were doing. Yeah, so I'd say November 2018 is the like official birth date of this project. But yeah. like Koa mentioned, when we were like 12, 13, we were playing in like crappy, like just covering Fall Out Boy. Yeah, kind yeah. Of things. Um, Do you still have any tunes that you play now that are partly from the old then? ones from then? Mm. Like original songs? We yeah. no, we didn't have any originals. Oh, we didn't gotcha, have any originals gotcha, gotcha. this band. Okay, got gotcha, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then the name is you if you want to take that. Yeah. Uh, I just – I like coming up with movie ideas. So I had yeah. this idea for a movie and I share them all with Dylan and the name for it was Young Fiction. Right. So when we were starting this band, we started it kind of out of necessity because we've been playing in bands for years and years and years. But it didn't ever go anywhere. Yeah. And maybe it was our fault because it was always the two of us and just never worked out with anybody else. So we – I was like 18 about to turn 19 and we were – just leaving a band practice at Dylan's house. The other guy left, and we both kind of knew, like, this isn't going to work. So I said, look, dude, it's you and me. Like, this is it right now. Like, we made a pact. And a month later, Dylan was like, hey, I called up a recording studio. We're going to go make a fucking album, just the two of us, at 19 years old. And we did. And it was funny because at the studio, the producer (laughs) was like, by the way, what's the name of your guys' band? And me and Dylan were like, 
oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> and we were coming up with names on like the drive home and we're coming it's like all shit names and yeah. Dylan's like what about that movie idea that you had and I was like Young Fiction yeah go, I don't fucking care go ahead yeah yeah so the good that's, name. that's how we got it thank you Pacto and I are starting a band called Old Fact right <laughs> <laughs> Old <Yeah>. Facts <laughs> so um, do you have a um, <laughs> FAX I was going to say I was like I'm glad I heard the facts right it's double in time do you have a way that you um, you guys write music? Like, is, is there a process? No, which is what's fun. There's no, there's no set process. So, right. um, like, sometimes we'll be at rehearsal. Well, like, literally when we, um, you know, when we first came in here, me and, yeah. me and Co were just like messing around on guitars. And yeah, then it's just like I was hearing him play something. He was hearing me play something. I started singing to what I thought was the key. Yeah, and that's that. Sometimes is how it happens. Yeah. Uh, other times, like I'm sitting on like literally 13 songs that are done that sure. I have to give to them to like. Here's what I think the part is, but like take the liberty with it. Yeah. Um. So like all the lyrics are are like almost entirely me. Right. So like that, a lot of it is just like I'll just notes app, just yeah, whatever. Yeah. Do you find yourself leaning towards um certain themes more than others? Depends on like depends on when you're asking that question because like two ish years ago i had not really been like through a breakup so like we have like a bunch of songs that are like weird like concept songs yeah so like youth is one of those that's right. like not actually about a person it's like about an idea yeah but like i per like i personified sure you know what i mean uh and then like grim is about like the grim reaper yeah and like so there's not there wasn't, and then like recently, I went I went through a breakup, so then it became That'll do like, it. Yeah, yeah, time to write twelve songs. You know, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. Fun. yeah. <laughs> when, if you go back and like listen to the first album, there are songs like about girls, yeah. but I guess t t not a lot of them are like breakup songs. It's like, oh, why won't you text me back? Type shit, you yeah. know. Right. And it's funny that you say like you didn't go through a breakup until recently because now we've got a lot of new songs that are like. You broke my fucking heart, or like you know all that bullshit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it helps. Well, we've all written them, and, it, and it's definitely a uh, very fertile ground for for songwriting because you, you got to get you know it's like that music is therapy thing. You got to get those feelings out somehow, you know. Yeah, I also like the the breakup shit is cool just because it helps me like you know therapize myself. But I also really like I write a lot about like my anxiety and like any yeah. like depressive waves I have. It's super easy to write about that shit. Sure thing. It feel it doesn't feel like one thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then I've I've written about just like you know family shit. Yeah, uh, friends that are have been shitty or like whatever. Sure. So yeah, I just basically like I have a therapist and I still do like therapy through music by just yeah, writing man. however I feel. Yeah, right on. Yeah, you know me too. I can relate, and I, I and and I write about that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's definitely a, another fertile little area of writing for sure. Yeah, music, mental health. <laughs> yeah. music's definitely therapy, man. I yeah. mean, yeah. I can't tell you how many times we you know we get to a gig and I'm in a shitty mood and. You know, an hour later, Ben's like, "How are you feeling now?" I'm, I'm feeling great. Better, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Re great. rehearsals are exhausting, but they make me feel better. Yeah, yeah I mean, we've sure. had um, we had a show a couple months ago. We all went into it pretty angry. I mean, to the point where we were about to cancel the show, just walk and and leave everybody high and dry. Um, but we went on stage and we did our thing and, and ended up being. A really fun show yeah and we all we all walked off stage smiles on our faces like we were yeah. we were happy and we were feeling good after the show on and that note you raised a good kid because we as the people who've been in this band longer were like we're pulling out of the show and gavin was the one that was like guys like we told them we play it you know yeah. like we said we would do it yeah they're being kind of shitty but like let's just play it it's it, if there's one person there that sees us that's good and i was like well, as, god as, when the kid's right he's right as much as I, <laughs> as much as i'd like to take credit and and and, and i 
I, I guess I played probably a small part in that, but to be honest, <laughs> no, with for you, sure, for sure, there's but there's credit to be given to but, you. <laughs> but LMC, man, LMC and Justin, that's Word. like when when the kids go through these these programs here, they don't just take lessons, like yeah. they don't just learn how to play songs or learn theory or whatever. They right, learn, it's a philosophy. They learn yeah. how to be in a band and how to act yeah. in a band and how to be professional in that band. And we so, should have taken that class. So yeah, it's, it's <laughs> totally. It's, I'll it's, give you a crash course. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. definitely that's definitely something that was instilled in him here. Yeah. And I mean, I, I reinforce it, and obviously, and 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 I live by that. So you know, he sees that, but mm-hmm. it's definitely something he picked up here. There's no like I said in the beginning, like every everything I do with this band or any other band I've been in. I mean, all all of the other bands I've been in have been LMC bands. Yeah. Right. So obviously it's to be expected because everybody in those bands has been through like same thing I've been through, yeah. knows the same stuff. But um you know, being in a band that I mean, you guys know like real like um like people just telling you how to do it. Yeah. Um you know, just just me doing my thing and doing it how I've known. Yeah. I've noticed that, like, as a band, like, we've all become, like, more professional just by, like, you know, the stuff that, like, I do because of LMC. Mm-hmm. And Interesting. Then, and then, you know. That's really, really yeah. good to hear. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's important. We've had musicians on here, uh, Ricky and some other people that have been on here before that, uh, that have um, said before. Um, uh, a- Andrew from Sons of a Tradesman also said it, too. I mean, there's, a lot of musicians have come through here and said it. Um, and it holds true that... You know, like Gavin was saying um, a minute ago about about that show and saying, like, guys, you know, if there's even one person here that wants to see us, we should, you know, we should play. And we've had so many musicians come on here and say, you know, I I can play to a room with 10,000 people or I can play to a room with five people. And if there's even one person in that room that came to see us, we got to give it our all and we got to do what we're there to do because that person – could have done anything that night and that mm-hmm. person even if it was one person that person came to see you guys or us or yeah. whoever that band is you got to give it your all for that person and i know sometimes it sucks you got like yeah. three people in the room and you're like oh yeah, god yeah. this is this is brutal well, but you got right. but you got to play for that person yeah, yeah. that's yeah. why that's we really have good. you know number one fan at the bar at, at tough times yeah. <laughs> where's our where's our t-shirt every time we go yeah. oh bless <laughs> yeah and those are the people you got to look after like um yeah I, and sometimes Sometimes it's not necessarily like someone who you would hang out with in real life. But the truth is, if people are coming to, to watch your band and they care enough to come and watch you regularly, you've got to treat them like kings. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what a compliment that someone yeah. cares that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do want to say, I mean, that show is one of the only times we've ever considered that. It was, yeah. it was based on management of the show. Not like, right, is there yeah, not going to be yeah. any people there? Like, we'll fucking play shows to three people. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's the way. We have played shows to three people. The, yeah. yeah. The, the, the real <laughs> truth that, that show was literally like, we played at like 8, which we didn't actually end up playing until like 9.15. Right. And they were like, yo, sound checks at 2 p.m. And I was like, why? <laughs> yeah. 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 It was just a lot of, you know, unprofessionalism. Mm-hmm. But it was their first time. To defend right. them, like. It was their first time. Yeah. They were inexperienced and they were just cutting their teeth just like we were doing. We're yeah. just, we yeah. were just grumpy. We didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. That, it was like a Sunday. We were like, Christ. I'll also <laughs> take credit for being the most grumpy. I was like, fuck <laughs> these people. I don't want to fucking do that. You know? <laughs> yeah, he was not happy. I, ironically, I think I know what show that was. I think, <laughs> yeah. I, I, think I was there. I, you were. <laughs> I know what show that was. Me yeah. and, me oh, and Tony funny. eventually got to a point where we were just laughing 
mm-hmm. like god damn this is like yeah. that's like the way to do it it's, it's all about attitude in life if you can find yeah. the funny side then you'll be alright yeah, yeah when we were supposed to go on and then a half hour passes like you're up you're, there's two more and then it's you guys I just went back to Tony I was like dude this shit sucks <laughs> <laughs> and we just found the humor in it cause yeah. we take ourselves seriously like as like a you know we're a band and we want to be presented seriously but like you know you see us on this podcast you talk yeah. to us after before a show and like you see us at any point like we're fun dudes like we're yeah. not trying to we're not we're not pompous about it. We just want it, like we're a band, but like yeah, you know. yeah no, I get it. Yeah. We're really yeah. cool guys. We're like the best. Well, yeah. you take it seriously, <laughs> but you're laid back about it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't take it too seriously, but we're also the best ever. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I so, would agree with that. So you guys, Thanks. so you were saying earlier that you guys, um, that Young Fiction kind of kind of was born in 2018, mm-hmm. and that was the two of you guys, uh, uh, Cohen and Dylan. And so what? Like at what point did this? Because I, I know you guys have had a few players and stuff in the band. At what point did this group of guys um, come together? What was our first show with us for? Like Tony, how long have you been with the band? Uh, January twenty twenty one was it? Okay, yeah. that was your first show. You technically joined the band. No, he's right because it was New no. Year's that you pitched it. And then did you say January? Yeah, yeah. January. And then we played. Man, I thought uh, you said June. Yeah, that's when we played. Uh, <laughs> that was your oh. first show. Oh wait, Loser your lunch. first. Funny enough, his first show was here. With okay. us. Oh, last year we did yeah. that was his yeah. first, that was first performance fiction. ever. Okay. Yeah. Wow, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was January, uh, February twenty twenty one. Okay, and then um, when did you officially Poorhouse? Poorhouse was, was November, I think maybe. Okay, no, that was over the summer. I thought was Poorhouse. Oh, you're, you but might you know be right. What? Yeah, that was our first show was at Poorhouse in Fort Lauderdale. But we made Gavin a member of the band in Orlando. Orlando at Uncle Lou's. Yeah, yeah, which that was that was fall, right? That was fall, yeah. Yeah. September-ish, I think. Yeah. Okay, I have it on my phone. I could check, but yeah. fuck it. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, this 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 iteration of us is like seven or eight months. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting too because you guys touched on like me and Dylan were the, like the the ones who started the band, but like Tony and Gavin had been to like our shows before. So it, whenever we have like band conversations about like what we should be doing or how it is, you know, they yeah. have that perspective of like. What young fiction looks like from the outside. Sure. Yeah. So it's it's a very it's always a very cool conversation. I think. Yeah. yeah no, it's interesting. I I know exactly what you mean by that as well. And 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 we got that a little bit with Hector because Hector had seen Killbillies before we joined, and you know, and, and he always said, "Oh, you guys are like a very fun band to be yeah. in." You know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The irony of it is that I I went uh, with my wife to O'Shea's one night, and Killbillies is not. <laughs> is definitely not the kind of music that I normally listen to. It's not what I would normally, like, you know, it's not what I'm rocking out into. You're, in like, car, mostly klezmer and polka, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely not what I'm normally listening to. But for whatever reason, I, you know, 10 years ago or whatever it was, I was at O'Shea's, and these guys were playing, and, um, and I actually said to my wife, I'm like, man, these guys look like they're having a lot of fun. Like, this is the kind of band that I want to be in someday. You know, yeah. like I want to be in a band like that where everybody looks like they're having fun and everybody looks like they're friends and everybody. And then, you know, fast forward to, was it three years now? Almost, yeah. almost three years. Um, I, uh, James, our banjo player, I'm in another band with him, uh, Euphobia. It's a great and, sentence, by the way. Our banjo player. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I hear a lot. <laughs> one week, you don't, one of you don't hear that very often. Um, but he's in another band uh, that I'm in, and um, we were finishing band practice one night, and uh, uh, their their bass player was was moving away, and he said, "Do you guys, you know, do you want to do you want to actually start it out? Do you want to fill in for a little bit?" And I yeah. Said, I said, "Sure, I'll fill in for a little bit," and you know. Here you I, are, I, filling in three years later. Yeah, and I said, and I said I could play a couple times a month. And now I'm playing like you know 
16 times a month or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I love that though. I love And I love that you said too, it's like, it looks like these guys are friends who are having fun. Yeah. Because like, that's something, that's what I love, like mm-hmm. about yeah. being in the band that I'm in. I'm, I'm lucky to be a part of it, you know, because I've known this motherfucker since we were 11. He's like sure. family. Tony is like family. I li- I love this dude so much. I was the bass player for I Young was Fiction. Left out. That, that's crazy. I'm, hold on, that's crazy. He's, not he's getting to you. He's getting to he's, going front of he's, my going, own father. he's going chronologically, <laughs> Gavin. He's coming, he's coming back to <laughs> me, then Tony, then you. Because I, I was the bass player, and I was like, nothing's ever going to change that. And I met Tony, and like a year into our friendship, I was like, yo, I want you in the fucking band, bro. Like, yeah. I'll go to guitar, you play bass. And Gavin, it was interesting because we we've had a lot, like a few different people come into this band, and I I love a lot of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's nice because Gavin is like. You're like a friend, yeah. you know what I mean? It's and I'm, I'm not speaking down on anybody, but Aww. like you come in and it's more than just like band practice and shows. It's like yeah. you come over, you watch UFC with us, you hang yeah. out with us, we yeah. get dinner and shit, you know? Yeah, it, man. It's nice because it's like even more fun. Well, it's important. Yeah, sure. It's important, man, to have that. You have to have that chemistry with your bandmates. I mean, otherwise, if it is just band practice and shows, then you do get to that stale point where you're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't really want to do this anymore. Yeah, I was exactly. gonna say, oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah like even bands I go see live like I love them and it doesn't look like they like not that they dislike each other but like, I'm like have you guys looked at each other this entire yeah. set yeah. whereas I feel like even in the local scene like I don't like this a point of pride for me is like how much I look at each of them individually like I make yeah. eye contact with these dudes every set no matter what yeah. Yeah. I at some point stand on my amp and look at Gavin or his set and look at him yeah. I go right in Tony's face I go right in Koa's face me and Koa make faces at each other we put our tongues out we like smile at each other uh, they make out right on stage yeah, right. for about okay. five minutes. It gets hot in the middle of the yeah. show. That's why it's a 21 plus show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little reach around sometimes. Makes, but yeah. That makes sense. Just to, just to show, like, just to show, like, you oh, know. Who went there? These are not dudes that I met because we play music. These are my best friends yeah, that sure. play music with me. Yeah, that's you know, awesome. it's not like. That's, that's the yeah. dream, honestly. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad that you guys have that because, yeah, I feel like we have it in Kilbillies too, and it's, it just makes the world of difference. I mean, yeah. one one day I'll be in a band with some friends. Right, for right now, <laughs> you know. These guys are all right. Oh, bro. Cold. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, how, talking about the Florida scene, you started to sort of bring it up a little bit there for a second. How, um, how have you found it? Did, do, like, how, had, how, has it been supportive, Daniel? Yes and no. Um, yeah. they, people, everyone, what's cool about everyone is they want to play shows. Yeah. What's not cool about everyone is when you're booking the show, they don't want to answer you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, true. like, I just tried to book, I've been trying to book a band, I'm not going to say, but I've been trying to book a band for like a year. Yeah. And every time they've said yes, where there was two weeks of the show and then they pulled out. And I was like, uh, look, we all have things. That's fine. And I keep trying. It keeps not working. Right. And uh, booking is if, if it can be a nightmare. It's rough. Yeah. The it's most rough. recent time I was just like, hey, show on this date. And they were like, yeah, let me ask the rest of the boys. And then three weeks passed and I went, so what about that show? And they said, what show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I guess you guys what, are not playing it. I tell you what, but in general as well, like when, when you're a bit younger as well and you're, and you're like early to mid 20s. People are a lot more flaky at that age than when you get older. I mean, that means uh, it's going to get better, so that's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does for sure. In that, in that regard, at least. What do you? What Your do you body feel about starts falling apart. That's the only thing. <laughs> I mean, How we've. The <laughs> there's really, for the most part, it's kind of like if you're cool, people will be cool to you. Yeah. For the most part, there's some cases where it's not. That's not the situation, but a lot of it is, like Dylan said, like people who want to be a part of this and people who are okay with supporting each other and, and who, in fact, like doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've also found, like, kind of, I don't know, maybe on a different end of the spectrum that it's kind of like high school. 
Yeah. Where like you have your cliques, where it's like, oh, here's like the cool kids, yeah, here's, like, sure. the, the avant-garde like artsy kids, and I, I've always talked to Dylan about like we're in it, and people know who we are, and we definitely have friends. Like there's bands and people who we love, yeah. we yeah. love being around, we love playing with. But I always feel like Young Fiction has been the band who's like, yeah, people know who we are, but we're not like part of a clique. We're kind of right. like we're the kid in high school who like people knew, but like people didn't like. It's like, yeah. what are you about? I know about? exactly what, you what you mean. You know? yeah, Which is yeah, kind yeah. of funny because I think you and me both felt that way in high school. Yeah. Like, I knew a lot of kids that didn't like each other and I was friends with yeah, both I was, of them. I was the exact same way. Yeah. Like, so, uh, maybe I'll that's what about, brings us together. I'll hear yeah. about drama sometimes, like, in the scene, and I'm not going to air anything, but, like, I'll kind of look to Dylan and be like, oh, thank God we're not part of that. Yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. not that we're not part of the scene, but part of the drama. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, I don't know, we try to be chill. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. And, and actually, Carol, I was, <laughs> was going to ask because um, uh, you know we're, neither of us are currently uh, drinking, and, mm-hmm. and and it just sort of occurred to me to to bring it up when I heard about that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how how have you found um, playing a lot in in bars and things, and how is how is your sort of relationship with with alcohol um, been? Whilst also trying to be in a band and being bars and venues yeah. and things, yeah, you know it's it's interesting because uh, it's March now. I quit drinking at the end of November. Yeah. So nice and one. we didn't have a, a lot of shows like in the first couple of weeks. It was hard. It was yeah. hard to stop drinking because I didn't realize how much I had been drinking for for a, sure. for a long time, and it was very very difficult. And going into my first show, I won't lie, because like for years. At our shows, I was drunk every single – like pissed drunk oh, yeah, at right. the very least every, every single show. So I was kind of nervous. But then when the first song comes in, it's always Gavin starts on drums. When I heard him go, do, do, da, do, do, da, I felt like that, like, war your spirit. You know, I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. You know? And just being around alcohol in general, like, I'm 24. So I'm around it with friends, in the band, going to clubs, sure. going to bars, stuff yeah. like that. Um I guess I don't really have any triggers because I already kind of want to drink anyway. Right, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Okay. So nothing triggers me, but I'll be honest. Like, I, I recently, like a week ago, I got past my 100 days of no alcohol. Yeah, it's awesome. And a little bit before that is when I stopped feeling like cravings. Like sure. that constant kind of want to drink. It a long time, doesn't it? It's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it, it got easier over those first couple of months, but it was still like in my head. I'm like, yeah, I, I would like to have a drink right now. Yeah. You know, I wasn't fiending for it, but but definitely, you know, in the past maybe month, month and a half, it's been a lot easier. It does. Something happens that, and, and, and then it just becomes what you what you do. You know, it just becomes a yeah. habit to not do it. You know? I mean, and I'll tell you what, too. I've got friends or other people who I, I, I talk about this with and they go, so are you done drinking forever? And my answer is just like. All I know is I'm not drinking today. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. it. That's the answer. You know. Yeah, it's yeah. funny though. I I um I, I was never a big drinker, but mm-hmm. but I did drink when I played out. I mean, yeah. that was just I would typically I, whatever band I was in, I would have a beer while I was setting up. You know, maybe a second one right before we started playing. Then I'd have a few while we were playing or whatever. In my head, it was always like I mean, it's liquid courage. You know, you mm-hmm. you would, you know, it's what everybody calls it. So I would have a couple of beers, and I would you know take the edge off, and I would mm-hmm. get up on stage, and I've always always been very nervous, you know, on stage and stuff like that. Really? And so, um, with Ben not drinking, uh, James and I don't drink when we 
play with Kill Bill. Wow. It's just out of respect for him not drinking. That's we don't want to drink around trust him. Me, it wasn't like my idea. No, no, <laughs> it was like, definitely <laughs> not his idea. Yeah. It was just we yeah. just did it. And the first uh, same thing, man. I mean, and again, I wasn't a heavy drinker, but like first few shows that I that I just didn't drink at all at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like the first couple of notes, I was like, oh god, oh god, what am I doing? People are staring at me. I don't have. <laughs> where's my beer? You know, but. Yeah. You get over it really quick. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to, while we're on the subject, uh, just a testament to his, like, will on this. Uh, yeah. We just went to Mardi Gras. Yeah. And he bro. was dry the whole week. Wow. Didn't, we were all, me, him, and two, three, three other friends, blasted every night. And he, yeah. he didn't <laughs> touch. He, he ate and he did not drink. And there's not a sip of alcohol. Well, congratulations. So that's, 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 well done. That's, Thank you. I, yeah. I appreciate it. You're I mean, killing yeah. it, man. Keep I'm it up, trying, bro. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, um. You guys are pretty good with your online stuff. Who, do, who, who does your online um, situation? Koa, so um, you tell us a little bit about what that entails and, and how much you have to do. So I, it, a lot of it is like making content that looks good that people will want to like or want to watch if it's a video. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's stupid shit like following the trends, like especially with the TikToks or the Instagram reels. Yeah. Um, but it's part of it, you know. It's an essential yeah. part of getting yourself out there, making yourself relevant, you know, everything like that. Yeah. Um, and it's something that we really broke into, like I'd say midway through 2022. Because okay. honestly, I, I run Young Fiction's um, social media and online presence and everything. I don't use social media like that. Yeah. Right, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't really – I grew up with it, of course. But I didn't grow up like commenting on things or like all that yeah. stuff. So it, there was a learning curve to it. Yeah. And it's, it's funny actually because – one part of it is the engagement, which of course I want, but I have a hard time dealing with. Like it gets it like seeing comments makes me super anxious. Uh, yeah, and I'm yeah, happy no, they're yeah. there, but even like the bad comments, but the good ones too. Like it overwhelms me. Yeah. So luckily, Dylan takes that part. So if anybody responds to you on the Young Fiction account, it's not me. I grew up on like the shit talkers part of the internet. The whole, <laughs> I was early YouTube, Facebook, you know, right. early Twitter. So like. I no one you can't hurt my feelings. Yeah, I, mean, I yeah. don't. I don't get anxious on it. I'm yeah. the opposite. People, people comment really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People comment. We there was a kid like last year who was like, "You guys fucking stuck," and I just was like, "Dude, literally write something. Let me hear it." And he DM'd me and showed me something. He was like, dude, you suck. <laughs> like, I would fight you, bro. Like, you're not gonna get me. So I grew up on that. So like, when he said he was anxious, I was like, "Oh, dude." I got this. I got, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my, it. My job is just making stuff that, like, hopefully people will not hate. I do want to say one time we, we did an ad for a music video, uh, like one of our first music videos. <laughs> and so it, we, we did, like, the, so, like, you know, random people were saying it got, like, 10,000, like, you know, yeah. views and stuff. And so we were getting random comments, and a lot were positive, but there was one that was just a dude just went, gay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's a classic, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, I'm just the opposite, man. If somebody comments on something we posted or whatever – and it could be a general comment like, one of you sucks. I immediately go, oh, it's got to be me. It's got to be me. It's, it's me. definitely me. Yeah. <laughs> Flip that's top between caring and not. I don't know. Some some days I'll, I, it'll get under my skin, but most of the time it doesn't. Yeah, well, it, it definitely it, – it'll get – you know, it hits me. But yeah. you know, yeah. especially because like if someone tells me my band sucks, they're probably not talking about like Gavin and Tony and Koa. They're probably talking – like most likely like you're attacking a band because they're a singer usually. Right. Right, yeah, I would yeah. like I would never be like that band sucks because the guitarist is right, like playing right, weird. Like, right, right. so yeah, if you're, yeah. you're mostly if you're attacking us as a whole, it's also like and the singer too. So like I always take it personally, sure. Yeah. Or like I, it's directed at me, but I try not to take it personally. Yeah, but it yeah. is hard, you know. Yeah, you're for like, sure. I think this song's pretty good, and someone's like gay, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> 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 That's crazy. He's too. right. Like, that was something I remember. Because I know exactly – I remember that instance. <laughs> and it was something where like – like I said, we made our first album when we were 19. Like we wrote all the songs ourselves. We recorded it 
all of it was funded by us. Like our parents didn't give us money or anything like that. Like we were just nineteen year old kids who were like, "Fuck, we need to get money now." Yeah. And then we put all this work into it, and we put it out, and it's like it's there. Gay. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, totally. I hear that, mate. So, um, the, I, what I'm curious about now is to actually hear some of this uh, music. Why don't you guys um go over there and play us a couple of tunes? Does that sound good? Yeah, we can do yeah, that. Let's for go, you. Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is one we don't play often, but uh, we love we love bringing it in. So ready? <clears throat> Here goes nothing. wanna call you up and scream like what the hell is wrong is it me cause you don't wanna talk no more am I that much of a chore now I am completely torn cause we were close till you took your clothes off don't speak, I listen but you won't talk What can I do except just wait here for you Can you grow up and tell me the goddamn truth Remember when you called me up just to yell about those things you told no one else I was always there for you All feeling sincere and true You're so cold you're nearly blue Cause we were close till you took your clothes off We don't speak, I listen but you won't talk What can I do except just wait here for you Grow up and tell me the goddamn truth Cause we were close till you took your clothes off We don't speak, I listen, but you won't suck What can I do except just wait here for you can you grow up and tell me the goddamn truth? Cause we were close till you took your clothes off. We don't speak, I listen, but you won't suck. What can I do except just wait here for you? Can you grow up and tell me the fuck yeah, it's true? Just tell me the truth. next song is our most recent single, Moment for Life. It's about having a good time with your friends. It goes like this.
every moment without them just feels like I'm underwater. And every second alone makes me realize it's so much farther to stay content. Well, I need all these people. I need all my friends. Well, I need all these people just to get me to the end. Well, I want to hold on to this moment for life. Useless and wasted with these friends of mine. Well, I hope these memories keep me in line. They keep me thinking that I'll be just fine. Well, don't think we'll ever look back on these days. Than a smile on our face. Well, we've been through the ringer, we've been through it all. It's good to know those hands will reach up for you when you fall. Well, I want. Hold on to this moment for life Useless and wasted with these friends of mine I hold these memories to keep me in line They keep me thinking that I'll be alright Never thought I'd make it, but with all you, I'd never trade this life. All those wasted nights were wasted when we were wasted and we were high. We did it every weekend, and it was the best time of my life. I never thought I'd make it, but with all you, I'd never trade this life. All those wasted nights weren't wasted when we were wasted and we were high. I never thought I'd make it, but with all you. Never trade this. I wanna hold on to this moment for life. Useless and wasted with these friends of mine. Well, I hope these memories keep me alive. It keeps me knowing that I'll be just fine. This episode and our festival are sponsored by Pure Honey magazine, and it is a staple down here. It's been um, just such a resource for South Florida music scene. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Molly? Yes, 
Back in 2011, they went old school with the physical zine that provides both a service to the South Florida scene and a vehicle for businesses to get their messages out to a growing segment of readers who continue to embrace and admire a retro product. Yeah, it's really cool. I don't know if you've ever read Pure Honey magazine. I'm sure you have. They're all over the place and they're really great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pure Honey has been has been around for, for quite a while now and it's, um, it is an app absolute resource for um, musicians, for music, um, for shows. Um, they have an amazing online calendar. They have an amazing calendar in the physical magazine. Um, you know, it's just it's just been a, a huge resource for shows and musicians. And um, we are, are very, very fortunate they reached out to us when they saw we were doing our festival for the second time this year. And they reached out to us and, and immediately said, uh, we want a sponsor. How do we get involved? Um, so having having someone like Pure Honey involved in 561 Music Festival is, is absolutely gold to us. Yeah, absolutely. It makes us uh, feel official. So th- right. thank you, Pure Honey. We yeah, really so, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, big props to, to Pure Honey for, uh, for stepping up and sponsoring us. This episode and the festival are also sponsored by Backsaver Chiropractic Care and Therapy. Um, these guys are absolutely amazing. Dr. Christopher White over there, um, great, great, great chiropractor, um, amazing, just individual, amazing person, huge supporter of the arts and uh, and the local music scene. Um, they were uh, one one of the very few sponsors, one of one of the only almost sponsors that we had for the first festival. Um, yep. When we had the first festival, uh, Dr. Chris White stepped up to the plate and said, "How do I get involved? I'm going to do this. Let's let's do this." And uh, was one of the you know purchased one of the top tier sponsorships that we had for the festival last year. So kind. Yeah. We couldn't have done it without it. It really saved us. So, you know, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. And this year when we announced the festival, um, I don't think I had even finished the announcement that the festival was going to happen. And he was reaching out again. How do I get involved? Let's do this again. And once again, they are our top tier sponsor. So, um, you know, thank you very much to uh, to Chris and his whole team over there. Um, if you guys are involved in, in an auto accident or any personal injury issues, um, you have back issues, uh, any anything like that, go see Dr. Chris White. He's he's absolutely amazing uh, and and back saver. Those guys are. Um, all amazing over there. You know, they they do the massage therapy. They do the adjustments on your back. You know any anything like that. So definitely go check them out and uh, tell them we sent you and tell them thank you for for being huge sponsors of local music. Yeah, excellent chiropractors and also patrons of the arts. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Five Six One Music is sponsored by Handlebars Bar and Grill. We have been sponsored by Handlebars for a long time now. They've been incredibly supportive of the podcast. There's been a lot of changes up there. Now the food is supplied by world-famous McRae's Backyard Barbecue. That's 1977. McRae's Barbecue is fantastic food. The first one I went to was down in Riviera Beach, and it is really some killer barbecue. Uh, So if you're looking for delicious food, somewhere to ride your bike out on a Saturday or Sunday, and uh, delicious beers, then Handlebars has got it all for you. We're so happy to have McRae's involved with the whole thing because they've really upped the game in terms of the food. There is a bike night every second Thursday of the month and Handlebars is open Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Come check out Handlebars in Tequesta just off US1. Hope to see you there. 
We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road. And it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where, you know, that brings people together. Um, you all take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. and uh, It just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of carver bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there if that's your jam. Or baby foot, as they call it in France. And... Uh, yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there. All sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band. And his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, We've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, We are also a studio, a live stream venue, and we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. So we just listened to an ad for LMC. Um, Do you guys have any advice for musicians that are just starting out? Rehearse all the time. As much as you physically can. It's the only way to stay consistent and get better. You know, some advice I got was like, if you fuck up, like, kind of own it. I'm not saying keep fucking up, but like <laughs> play it off, you know, because yeah. part of being a musician, I think, is being an entertainer. Yeah. yeah. And Big part. have fun with it. Yeah. Do it like you meant to. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Show must go on. Yeah. Um, Even weird weird one for me. Um, 
pay attention to like practicing too much. Um, Someone said that last week, actually. Yeah. Um, just really odd. Um, there was a point in time where for about a year and a half, I was in two bands and doing like a show every other week or whatever. And both my band practices were back to back. And um, I started getting carpal tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I was 17. Okay. Yeah. So like that's scary. And also at the time, I didn't want to let my bands down. So I didn't stop like everyone told me to. Right, like, yeah. every doctor I went to and every person I talked to, and no matter what, they were just like, dude, just rest. Like, that's just, you have to rest. Yeah. And I was like, not an option. Mm. Sorry. Well, except, so, like, me. except me. He'd come home from the doctor, and I was like, you're yeah. such a crybaby, man. <laughs> yeah. He actually <laughs> would man up lay my it. hand down on the table and hit then just him. punch it for, yeah. like, three hours no, hit it, on Hit end. it with a mallet a couple times, yeah. and I was like, this will tenderize it. You'll like be you fine. Said, it should loosen it up. you any advice? Uh considering who's someone as someone who struggles with this uh express yourself through your like body and mind and just really push yourself out there with just creative ideas yeah, yeah. that's some great great yeah. advice and really i think one of the main reasons that a lot of us do this you know just to get it out you know yeah. it's a form yeah. of communication that's for sure but and you're right i'd cover what you were saying about being an entertainer you're right it is a big part of it you know it, it and People don't go to a gig to 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 watch like the most perfect unless it's like jazz or something to watch like the most perfect performance and and or judge on on like little areas of technique. They go they go to uh, they go to have a good time, you know. Yeah. yeah. They, 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 uh, you know, the most important thing is that you give people a good time, and uh, I think there, there's a lot to of, remember. Yeah, there's a lot of truth in that. Where if if you as a band look like you're having a good time and every time i've seen you guys live you guys look like you're having a good time mm-hmm. you know whether you are or not i don't know but you Absolutely look like you're not moving. every time i'm like you're miserable, miserable. Yeah. i was going to say yeah, <laughs> that, like, like that show we were talking about earlier was like <laughs> yeah. one of the only ones where we weren't enjoying ourselves as we went up and then it was just through the songs like, but that's what fine. i'm saying if you look like you're having a good time though the crowd is going to have a good time right. and that's it's so important that, that's for, something ben really kind of beat into me there was yeah. a lot of shows where like if i didn't get my tone uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> if I didn't get my tone just twice right, then hits you. <laughs> yeah, if I didn't get my tone just right, I was all you know miserable and angry and pouty faced and everything, man. And then oh. Ben was like, "Man, you got to smile and whatever." And so now, now I'm just like, eh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, sucks. <laughs> things, whether it's on you or the people around you or on your gear, like something's gonna fuck up. Oh, yeah, 100%, yeah. you know. And it's it's also important too, like you said, like especially for us, like put on a good fucking show. Yeah, yeah, like. Because there's a lot of factors, and you kind of touched on this earlier. Like people are spending their time with you. Sure, they're they're spending money, they're spending gas, and who knows what else they're sacrificing to be there. So you better fucking entertain. Like I've been, yeah. to, I've been to shows where like, and Dylan has too. We went to these shows together growing up, where like the band didn't look like they wanted to be there. Yeah, and it's like, why should I have fun if you're not? Right, exactly. You know, and for for me as well, being somebody who would go to shows, like I know what it's like to want to ha- bang my head, but like. The vibe isn't there, so I'm just like, okay, hands at my side. So if if I'm the craziest motherfucker in that whole venue, that's your open invitation to have sure. some fun. Yeah, you know, yeah, totally. that is true that you don't know like what someone's like been through or done to like get to that show, and that might be like the one night they really need. Because yeah. like, um, I drove to South Carolina to see a band in 2021 because I liked them so much, and it was a headline show. I was like, sweet, I, I don't like my job. Let's get out of here, <laughs> and uh, went up with a friend, and uh, the guy played the show with like a total sinus infection. 
right. they sounded like you know he sounded a little bit worse than usual but he's like you know i just i didn't want to cancel the show because it's like i wanted y'all to have this mm-hmm. yeah. and that shit just meant so much to me because i was like dude i drove so far if you canceled i would have been really yeah. fucked so yeah that's awesome yeah so like i respect that kind of shit <clears throat> yeah absolutely yeah. it's yeah. like it's like that time that i went out to vegas to go see the one we were young festival and that <laughs> oh wait no they did cancel that yeah. fuck <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man. That's and like, uh, um, talking about like stuff going wrong. Like, honestly, me personally, if I listen to a band and I go to see you, and you sound exactly like note for note how you sound like in my car or on my phone or whatever, I'm just gonna listen to you in my car. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. listen to you in my car. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's fun for me to like go to shows and like see stuff go wrong and then see the band handle it. Yeah, like, I, I mean, like they have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like my my stage mom debut like going to that uh, show oh, yeah. in margate my snare stand broke in half yep. in the middle of a song oh, and man. like i have a picture of that yeah and kim <laughs> from stage mom actually came up and had to hold a snare like what in my lap think? for yep. the remainder of the song yeah, yeah shout, shout out to kim man i have a photo of kim squatting down next to gavin holding yeah. his snare while he's playing because his snare stand broke yeah. oh wow that's awesome <laughs> respect th- i mean th- that's something else too it's like when you fuck up it's like you're gonna notice either if the band fucks up and they like they kind of pout about it if they make it a big deal and they yeah. like let it affect their attitude or if they laugh it off and they find a way to make it work. Sure. Like, yeah. like we played we, a show at O'Malley's just last week where Dylan fell off the fucking stage. <laughs> that's crazy. And everybody and laughed. That's crazy. We kept playing. <laughs> we kept playing. And, and then yeah. I made a fucking TikTok out of it. Yeah. yeah there and, you it, go. It, and the TikTok's going good. very well right You got to make a boomerang. Yeah. So he's like, that's, that's what I said. You want to talk about the, uh, the tar? How your string broke? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There you go. We have a song called Tar that we play. It's not a song that's out yet, but we play it in our set. And. One of the first times we played it, I was playing on my guitar, and my fucking string broke. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, shit, what am I going to do, you know? And then, so I, I was drinking at the time, so I was like, oh, I'll, I'll kind of play it up. So I put my guitar down, and I just started slamming beers. But then after I was done drinking, Gavin was like, Cole, come grab some sticks. So I grabbed some sticks, and I joined him on the drums. We'd never played it before, never did it, but it came out good. And we had so much fun with it that now every time we do tar, we have an extra tom for me. So oh, I, nice. I play the drums on that song with that's Gavin. awesome. That's pretty sick. And it's just one of those things where it's like that was a swamp, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah the first yeah, time that yeah, happened was a Swampgrass Willies and Gardens. Yeah, and now it's like a staple of our show. Yeah, yeah. right. And yeah. it's it was one of those instances where it's like I fucked up, like I had a fuck up, but then it's like you said the show must go on. Yeah. Like you got to make the best of it. Yeah, and sometimes it turns into something where it's like. Oh shit, that was awesome. Were you I, remember, say I remember in was it Sanford and uh when my yeah I stepped on my cable mm-hmm. and it just absolutely just like, Yanked shut it right off. Out. Yeah, like broke the broke the inside just kinda uh. and I just like oh quick yanked it out, put it down, just jumped in the crowd, started pushing, like it was like yeah. perfectly at like the B drops. Yeah. Like, everybody yeah. started moshing, got everybody to actually move. It was like mm-hmm. I was yeah, like nice. I'm not really active, so it was like really cool to just try that and then one of the Another bandmate, the uh, band members, handed me his bass like before that song ended. So I got right back up and was like, "Nice." Yeah, it's also really cool about yeah. being having a cool scene and people being really nice to each other. You know, I yeah, remember absolutely. for that show, I didn't know that you like broke your bass <laughs> first song. I thought you were just feeling yourself. I was like, "Fuck you, Tony!" So you guys played a, c- a couple of songs for us. What um what were they about? Yeah, so um, listening uh, was about a girl, uh, classic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I like that one a lot just because I, re- I really like that um, that chorus I wrote because I don't think like I think the like pretty um, 
stereotypical thing is like, oh, dudes want sex and girls want like intimacy and like communication. And that song is literally about like the opposite happening to me. Right. Me yeah. and a girl had to, like had 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 Jesus Christ. I'm nervous. Uh, we had <laughs> Calm like, down, sexual, you know, something sexual between us, and from that, she just like kind of ghosted me completely. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like that that song is just important to me because it's like, well, here's at least a perspective that isn't super represented, which mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a usual, just like sad about a girl shit, but it has that spin on it. So I, I am proud of that one. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Wicked. Um. So we have a. Picture of the yeah, second song. Oh yeah, oh, what's sorry. the second one about? Yep. Oh yeah, the other one's "Moment for Life." Um, that one is literally just about like if you see me with any friends at a venue, that is who that song is about. Uh, just like throughout COVID and all the shit we've been through in the last couple of years, like all of us have been through like a lot. Like so many people have like lost family members or like been broken up with or like lost their jobs or whatever. And through it all, we were always just like we always get tighter. Like every yeah. time something bad happens, we get closer. Yeah. Um. So that like. Those weekends in COVID, we were so like we're like, dude, we're gonna die. Like the world's gonna end. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Yeah. One of our friends got it at a, and brought like he didn't know he had it and tested positive the next day, but he brought it into the house with like fifteen people. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh shit. So it's it was different. just about those weekends that we yeah. spent together during that and got like stronger and tighter and just like more of like that's when I really was like, Oh, this is my family. Yeah. So that song's about like that. I love that. Yeah. I love playing that song live too. Because like our friends are very supportive. Mm-hmm. Like we, we come from like a very tight knit friend group. Like a lot of us know each other's families. We go on vacation together, nice. holidays together. A lot of us have known each other for like most of our lives. I love you know? that. Yeah. And cool. They're very supportive where they come to a lot of our shows, and it's always a special moment because we dedicate it to them. Yeah. Because they're, yeah. they're fucking family. Yeah. And at our most recent show at O'Malley's, this place was packed. Like, a lot of people were there. But for that song, they, they, all of them, all of our friends found their way to the front, and they all put their arms around each other and were singing back to us. Like, oh, I had a wow. smile on my face the whole time. Yeah. I don't mean to embarrass you, but I cried. Yeah. yeah Dylan got emotional, got emotional, like, during yeah. the song. Yeah. I'm not That's surprised. awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. It was one of the best. Moments well, of our lives. It's funny because you guys were uh, were talking earlier about how you know Gavin joined the band seven months or so ago, mm-hmm. um, but but was already hanging out with you guys and yeah, stuff yeah. and becoming friends with you guys. Yeah. And uh, I remember him him telling me, uh, it, I don't know if it was right before he joined the band or right after he joined the band. It was right around that time, though. He said, "He said, oh, check out the new video that that Young Fiction has." And I'm watching the video, and it's Gavin and all his mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. It's oh, a house cool. party, and the whole video is like it's moment for life. It's about friendship, and so it's all these all these friends dancing and yeah. having a good time at this house party. And yeah, it's Gavin and his friends yeah. in yeah. their video. <laughs> oh, brilliant! That before. video that video really hit me the first time too, because like I mean, obviously I wasn't in the band when the song was written or when the video was created, so watching it for the first time i mean i was in the band but i'm still watching it from a fan perspective yeah. yeah and then you know just like i mean like like you said just like seeing the video i mean it was it was a house show yeah so that's cool. it's yeah. me and all of my friends and then you and all of your friends and then oh, now it's like you know it's just us now and, you're and just like, all friends yeah now we're all <laughs> like friends. all of like all of our friends are friends now oh, that's yeah. that song is so nostalgic to me it's like yeah. That's that's it's, the thing about it too. It sounds the like, video is yeah. so like relivable of the yeah. times we were talking about, and mm-hmm. like yeah, it, it yeah, just it brings really it right is, back. It's a perfect example. It of is exactly a cool what video. I'm, talking about. I'm really Sounds happy that show was recorded because I don't remember that night. <laughs> <laughs> like, can relate to that. <laughs> so um, yeah, let's take a look at this pedal board that you t- we took a picture of. Is it it's Coas, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about it, man. This is uh, Ben's shopping hour. He looks at the stuff <laughs> on there. You talk about it, and then he buys it the next day. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I've actually 
I've got my notes out because there's a few pedals on there, and I want to sound somewhat intelligent when I speak about it. Gotcha. So this is my pedal board. I use at shows. I use for jamming. I don't use all of my pedals during the show, but it's my pedal board, so they're all on there. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it starts off with my tuner. It's the onstage uh, GTP 7000 mini tuner. It's awesome. I mean, it, it's funny, too, because I was resistant to using pedals for a long time because I was just like, I wanted to be minimalist. I wanted to just plug it and play. But even then, I had a tuner. It's like fucking essential. You know what I mean? Uh, that goes right into my, I have a mini wah. It just saves real estate on my pedal board. I sure. don't use it a lot. I use it just to jam. Yeah, I, it, it, I actually just got it like a few weeks ago, so I'm oh, still fun. still playing with it, still yeah. using it. Uh, that goes into my Ibanez Tube Screamer. Um, yep. I use that for an overdrive pedal. That's, that's a, a staple. Exactly. It, and you know what? I got a fucking bone to pick because I ordered a new overdrive pedal. Talk about this. I ordered a new <laughs> overdrive pedal over the weekend. It yeah. is today is Wednesday. Yeah. It was supposed to be here by today. Motherfucker uh, didn't ship it until today. I'm oh, pissed man. off. Uh, I got the way huge conspiracy theory overdrive pedal, and I'm super excited to play it. Oh, that sounds cool. And I was like, oh, man, I, I can't wait to get this because I'll be able to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. But, dude, fucked me. Oh, that's <laughs> annoying. So um, the, I, I play in a, a, a band that plays like bluegrass and, and stuff like that and mm-hmm. Celtic music, and I even I have a tube screamer on the yeah. pedal board. There's a, there's, yeah. Almost everyone has a tube screamer. You know? Yeah, I mean, that was, that was the first pedal I ever bought. I bought it back in high school. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I, just, I knew the name Ibanez, and I, I'd heard people use pedals. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. But I didn't really learn how to use it <laughs> until like in the past year yeah you know uh from there i go into my distortion pedal i use an mxr super badass yeah um it is quite indeed super badass I, yeah cool <laughs> sorry it's um, both super and badass exactly exactly <laughs> it, it's awesome i mean i'm not in like a metal band but i get good chugs out of it when i'm palm mutant and stuff like that nice from there i go into my way huge russian pickle that's the fuzz pedal yeah uh i don't i don't use that super often admittedly i use it on particular songs right um actually one of my one of my best friends sophie her brother nico is a musician and he sold it to me for a good price and i was like yeah i'll fucking take it man of course i mean i would have bought it just for the name man way huge russian pickle yeah who the fuck doesn't like that (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) so sick and uh what does that go into sorry i'm looking at notes that goes to my boss ge77 band eq uh that's actually tony's pedal (laughs) or or it belonged to his father he inherited it yeah and tony wasn't really using it so i was like hey man i need an eq funnily enough i gave my one of those to hector to me and i I use it to to like get feedback out well you know the the, the upright bass is notorious for having feedback and so i use it to boost and get a little feedback out and stuff at the shows yeah well it's funny you bring a feedback because I go into my uh, my noise gate from there. I've right. got a uh, Roman guitar noise gate, and just off of what it does for me is one of my favorite pedals. I, I can relate. I, the noise gates are great for your yeah. kind of music too. It really helps with the chugs and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. and especially like I go from overdrive into distortion into fuzz, and even though I don't have the fuzz pedal on, like it affects my tone, you know. Right. And then th- th- this noise gate was like thirty, forty bucks on Amazon. Yeah. So it's like. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, they're great. They work yeah. great. I yeah. love it. And then that goes into uh, – this is actually a new pedal as well. I got an uh, Lot Music Analog Chorus Mini. Okay. Again, just something I'm playing around with. I don't use a lot, but I also just got it, so we'll see. You know, who knows? Sure. Uh, from there, I go into an MXR Phase 90. Again, a pedal I don't fucking use a lot, but I use it sometimes. And it's a classic. Yeah, and it's my pedal board, so I can have what I want. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from there, I go into my Boss CP1X compressor. Yeah. This actually is also Tony's. 
<laughs> he lets me use it. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure stuff. And I, I know a lot of people keep compressors at like the front of their chain. I, I like it at the end. Yeah. Just I Sweet use it as like out. kind of a, yeah. uh, a boost. Okay. Uh, cool. And then from there I go into my MXR reverb and then into my uh, – is it – Barringer, B-Ringer? Barringer. I'm fucking stupid. It goes into my delay pedal. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and yeah, like I said, I don't use a lot of these like during our live show like all that much. Sometimes if I just want to make some noise or something. Yeah. It's nice to have the options for yeah. sure. The, the ones I consistently use are my overdrive, distortion, EQ, noise gate, and compressor. Yeah. Everything else is just like. Do you ever just get a pedal and then kick it on and play a few chords and go, fuck, I'm writing a song? <laughs> yes, absolutely. We, yeah, yeah. we actually have a couple of couple of songs right now like um like dylan said earlier sometimes we'll be in the record uh, the rehearsal spot and we'll just be making making noise writing a new song nice. yeah and this happened literally over the weekend where mm-hmm. i was like i turned on my fuzz my chorus my reverb and my delay like the pedals i don't use yeah. and i was like this is what i'm doing for this song nice yeah, and, it, and it worked, it worked you know? out nice. amazingly yeah, I always find a new piece of gear or a new guitar. It's, it can be very creative, you know. You just mm-hmm. you, you, you're strumming something on it. It sounds a bit different than usual, and it just sparks a whole creative outflow. Yeah. yeah so, um, what's coming next for you guys? What's what's in the pipes? So like, what you got any geese coming out? You got any releases coming out? Tony, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what's coming out? Yeah, do you know what's coming out? Man, worry about you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so show-wise, I mean, yeah, we're actually, like, super busy. I mean, we had this tonight, and then um, next Saturday we have Orlando. Nice. Um, end of the month. Uh, the end of the month is one of the craziest runs we've ever had. We have to do Tallahassee on the 31st, which is yeah. a Friday, and then the very next day we have to play five, the 5-6-1 music. Yeah. Yeah. You, you the five, six, one music. Gun to our head, have to play. We're not, we can't, take, we're not allowed to pull out. No, but, like, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a, that's going to be rough because it's, like, driving – Driving, down, <laughs> driving up to Tallahassee on Thursday. Yeah, driving back down day of to be in Lake Worth by yeah. you know not even by six or to be there before we play. Yeah. So to yeah, play man. by six is like, you'll be all right. Yeah, trust me. This I'm is our first. Worth. This is our first like real one like that. So yeah, we're, yeah, we're excited to do it, but we're like oh, I shit. think we also yeah. just announced the Tallahassee show just now. Yeah, I think we're yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys, we're playing Tallahassee. We're playing Tallahassee. <laughs> uh, other cool. than that, yeah, I mean we've got songs like kind of locked and loaded. Some of them are still getting mixed. Some of them, you know, I have to fix with like you know I, I messed up a word or like a guitar part, so I got to go back okay. to the studio. But um, yeah, uh, nothing like official official, but like things are like by the summer things will be out. Like, where do you, where do you guys record? Okay. Kind of depends. Like we we will go. We have two friends that both have like home studios. Sure. Um, so we're using both for two different things. So like one of them has like three songs we're doing, and one's doing one. And okay. Then go from there. See how we like both, and nice. then kind of go from there. There's yeah. one question that I didn't ask that um, we ask everyone who comes on here, and it's one of my favorite ones, which is: um, Do you still do you practice like your instrument at home? When there's a show, more right. so than so like I don't like I don't practice like chords and like. Um, Scales. Like music theories and shit. Yeah, like I yeah. don't. I in full transparency don't. But I will spend you know two or so hours a week like working on songs that are being written yeah. or writing or just like I just sit in my bed for even just twenty minutes at a time. Yeah, and I'll just play something. I'm like, I like the way that feels. I'm gonna hit the camera on and just like do that. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. What about you, Kai? Yeah, I mean, it probably not as much as I should be. Uh, right. A lot of the time, it's like if I'm just playing around with pedal boards or. Um, if we, because we'll throw covers into the set sometimes. If it's a cover I've never played before, sure. Yeah. Then yeah, but also just sometimes just to, I practice like our songs because 
we, we kind of have that punk influence. So I got to down pick a lot. I got to do it quick. So yeah. if I don't if I don't practice that, I'm gonna lose it, and I know yeah. it because I've yeah. lost it. Yeah, so. I know. Yep, you you do have to keep that going for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Why you, Gavin? You practicing a lot? Um, to be completely honest, yeah, because I only have like the one set, tearing it down for shows and everything. I pretty much haven't practiced in about a year. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's pretty. He's cool. a killer drummer. I dude. mean, when like. But you practice with the band. I practice with the band. Oh, and, yeah, we and, rehearse a lot. And, yeah. So your only um, time playing drums outside of the show is with us at rehearsal. Yes. That's so sick. <laughs> I mean, most of the time, my drums are either in my car or in my room. Um, right. Just because, I mean, it's a pain in the ass to set them up. It's um, a lot of shit. But honestly, you just I just... curse in front of your dad? <laughs> pain in the butt. <laughs> I, think, I think his dad has so cussed so in front of him a few times at well, this point. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, be, we'll, beep it out. we'll beep it out later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to, be, to be completely honest, I think I play guitar exponentially more than I play drums at all. Oh, home. I didn't gotcha. know you played guitar. What the hell? 100%. You know every, no. time, every time I walk into every – we, we have a little cottage in the back, and that, that's where he stays at. And it's, every it's, time – Don't, don't – Fool them. It's a tent that you like threw a couple hot it's dogs in. It's not a tent. It's <laughs> not a tent. It's a completely separate building. His kid's 19 and he's got his own place. Do I have to call somebody? <laughs> right. He, uh, but every every time I walk in there, he's, he's like chilling out or whatever. I walk in there and, and pff, he's got his pedals out. He's got his guitar out. He's got, he's got a Black Star, uh, Black Star amp. Is that yeah. a tube amp? And he just take someone's spot in this band. He's yeah. back. He's back. Yeah, I'm trying there. to take his. I, I got some <laughs> pedals to share. He's back there <laughs> jamming. <laughs> I'm gonna give my spot away again. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Moving a keyboard, I'm but yeah, but no, no drums though. Everything's stacked no. up. I mean, let's get you an electric set or something, buddy. <laughs> like, how, mu- how much do you practice your stand-up bass? Oh, oh shit, a lot more than you think I do. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, I you're mean, never home, so that's true. Uh, you wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to avoid it. Your, your instrument's also very cumbersome. So yeah, well, what about I you? you practicing? Uh, not like technical stuff. More right. just. Our songs, songs or producing yeah. like I work on the computer a lot on music so it's like I'm always just trying something new just yeah, and then he makes beats yeah, yeah nice like so just, yeah he writes about his underwear yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing to write about it was like 100% of the time it was about underwear <laughs> <laughs> I think I have like three albums worth of underwear songs I'm, I think I'm moving on to socks next but <laughs> he actually he actually wrote the thong song yeah. he's got more thing. songs about underwear than he has Dude. pairs of underwear <laughs> Cisco I did it first <laughs> <laughs> what have we got coming up Hector let's go this is a crazy we, couple yeah, of weeks yeah this is like March gets a little stupid for us so uh, uh, Friday night we're playing O'Shea who is having some sort of Irish fest? Yeah. Saturday we're playing at Irish Fest in Abacoa yeah, okay. yeah. on the big stage there, yeah. and then Saturday we're back at O'Shea's, who is continuing their Irish fest. Yeah. Saturday night, so we're playing. You know, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, and then do you have any uh, solos on Sunday? Um, no, not, not this Sunday. Not this Sunday. Yeah, and then yep. um, I think we're doing something with Paddy Max on. March 16th, I'm not 100% sure exactly what it is. But then um, on uh, March 17th, which is St. Patrick's Day, we're, we're playing at Paddy sh- Max yeah, all day. Yeah, we're playing a short set at Paddy Max. We're going to start at noon and we're finishing at about midnight. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. That's not an exaggeration. That is, no, a, true, that is a true story. Yeah, we're playing yeah. 12 yeah. hours. Yeah, we're yeah. playing 12 hours. We're going to be there all day. Yeah. How many that's, songs are you guys playing? Um, about a thousand. Just one really long song. That's for like, what, like a hundred songs? I mean, we probably play. Around halfway through the day we start repeating some stuff yeah Fair enough. yeah, yeah. yeah. and we like- and we do things to kill a little bit of time like we 
we pull things out that we don't normally play um, at regular gigs, like jigs and reels that are Irish things and stuff. Yeah. We switch instruments. Like he starts That's playing so. a mandolin. I, I, uh, our, ba- our, our banjo player switches to my bass, and then I pick up his guitar. Yeah, um, you do your slam poetry set. Right, right. right. I, I do my interpretive <laughs> dance. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. It's a ventriloquist oh. act. It's a whole thing. Oh thing. no, it's crazy. <laughs> I do a clog dance thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long. Time. Oh, oh, we got to get you doing a clog dance. And then yeah, so that's Patty Max on the seventeenth, and on the eighteenth. We're back at O'Shea's again. Yeah, and but um, the, March eighteenth, we're playing Tiki Fifty Two. Oh, actually. Tiki Fifty Two. Yeah. In the day, from three to six, um, James and I are playing at the Square, Square Grouper. Grouper, and then we're playing Tiki Fifty Two in the evening. So it's going to be a fun, going to be a fun couple of weeks. Couple of weekends. Sorry, I got a little distracted by the charming accent. When are you guys playing O'Shea's again? I wanted to see you guys there. Uh, <laughs> this weekend playing. on Friday, and Saturday. Friday, Friday and Saturday. Saturday. We got to try yeah. and make it over there. I think we, we can, I think we can do that. Yeah, yeah. we, lo- yeah. we oh, like man. O'Shea's is our starting spot every time we go out. Oh man, yeah, come out. Yeah, we play. Uh, nine nine to one something like that 830 to one 830 to 1230 um is what is what would we're aiming for but it might be end up being more like nine, nine to one. one yeah that's exactly yeah. when we go so yeah. oh perfect yeah. Yeah. awesome yeah brilliant i'm looking forward to it even more now so um yeah so that's what's going on we've got any other stuff we need to talk about the festival we need to talk about well first let's talk about the hotline oh Just, yeah justin we now have a 561 Music Hotline. That's right, folks. 561 Music Hotline. 561-203-9122. 561-203-9122. Call us. Uh, leave us messages. Uh, yell at us. Uh, profanity preferred. Um, I don't know. Just anything funny that you want to share with us? Any cool music things going on in the 561 area? Uh, any questions you have about the festival? Can they any call if they're just like comments? lonely? I mean, they can call if they're lonely. Like sure. a phone sex thing, maybe? Sure. I mean, you know, we might charge for that, but yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, How much? I have a card. I mean, <laughs> we, we uh, yeah, I mean, call us, ask questions about the festival, ask questions about the podcast. Um, funny is encouraged, and we will try to... Uh, to get to are you are you doing it now? I, I called you guys. I'm leaving a message right now. As, as, as we speak, to do. as we speak, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna have to listen to it later and then go. I don't remember him calling. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm old, and so that happens. Um, yeah. So uh, five six one music hotline, guys. Um, look at that. It just popped up on my on my phone. It says I have a voicemail from. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> I wonder what it says. Yeah. So call the five six one music hotline. Ask us questions. Leave us comments, uh, and we'll try to answer. If anything comes through, we'll try to answer uh, at the next podcast. So five six one two zero three nine one two two. And now it's that. time to talk about the festival. Indeed. Five six one music festival two. Yep. This is our. You, you're the best at this. So just second please, one. I'm please just going to rattle off one. about yeah, it. Yeah. All right. So guys, this is the second. Of its kind. This happened last year. It was very successful. Um, we had a an amazing time. We had twenty bands. It was ten bucks. We kept it like that this year. It's twenty bands again for ten bucks. That's fifty cents a band. You <laughs> cannot go wrong. We've got Octogato, Tasty Vibrations, Uproot Hootenanny, Jake Walden, Joey, Joey Calderreo, Bryce Allen. Libica, Killbillies, The Shake, 1983, Dominic Delaney, and The Dead Language. I love how his name takes up an entire line. <laughs> oh, no, um, the Buck Stops Here, Rogue Theory, Young Fiction, Hadiz, Stumble Steady, Eastway, Andy Styron, Euphobia, and Fox Maple Band. 20 bands for $10, guys. Uh, it's happening April 1st at Matthews Brewery. 
Um, you can purchase your tickets online at 561musicfest.com or 561musicfestival.com. If you'd like to sponsor the festival, we would absolutely appreciate that because it takes money to advertise this stuff. Um, we're, we've got palm cards. We've got a street team passing things out. We've got posters. We've got banners. We've got uh, social media online ads that we're running. And we're, starting today, we have billboards. That's yeah, right. Digital baby. billboards yeah. along 95. So, oh, yeah. so this is costing us uh, a small fortune. <laughs> and if Ben and I want to stay married and not get in trouble for spending all our money, please sponsor the festival. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we do want to thank the people that have stepped up and sponsored. And that's Backsavers, Oasis Kava Bar, um, Pure Honey. Uh, magazine, uh, yeah, Rain, Rain Cat, Cat Studios, Easy Tees, Live Music Community, Galliano Family Salon, and of course Matthews Brewery for uh, for hosting us there. Yep. Um, this is going to be April first. It's going to be all day from noon to about I think eleven. Um, again, ten dollars gets you in at the door, or you can go to five six one Music Fest or five six one Music Festival dot com and purchase your tickets on there. If you do want to sponsor. In the ticket link, there is a drop-down menu that actually brings you to the sponsorship tiers, and there's different tiers starting at 250 and working its way up. Um, there's all sorts of different perks if you sponsor. You do get tickets as well for for your staff and, and things like that. So um, you know, there's definitely sponsorship opportunities there. Uh, tickets are um, ten dollars for the general admission, but we do have a um, I don't want to call it a VIP. I think I call it a, a there's general admission and there's general admission plus. General admission plus go. is um, $25, and that gets you a ticket, and it gets you a T-shirt when you arrive. You give us your shirt size, and we'll have it waiting for you at the door. Um, the beauty, the beautiful thing about that is that it's $25 for both the ticket and the shirt if you buy them separately. If you buy your ticket first or you buy your ticket at the door and then want to buy a shirt at the festival, it's $10 for the ticket and $25 for the shirt. So you're saving about 10 bucks there, and you're getting a commemorative shirt. Um Things are going to be a little bit different this year. Last year we had two stages, and one stage was strictly an acoustic stage. This year we have two stages, and both stages are full-on, full-sound, full-band, full-lights, full-everything. We're going to rock your face off from 12 noon to 11 p.m. Yeah. Um, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, again, 20 bands. While one band is setting up, another band is, is playing, and the people are just going to rotate their seats and look back and forth <laughs> at the stages like they did last year. There's not going to be an empty uh, a second of, of airtime. Nope, keeping it going. Yep. Uh, we're going to have the 561 Music Living Room this year, which we didn't have last year, and that's basically a set of couches uh, somewhere backstage. Um, we're going to have the band stop by, all the different bands stop by for about five minutes, sit with us, rap with us about the festival if they've already played what do you think of it if they haven't played you know why are you here you know we want to we want to we want to know you know what you think of the festival things like that so um and then we're going to take all of those clips we're going to put them together and the episode that we record the wednesday after the festival yeah. happens to be our 100th episode so yeah. that that will be that will be that episode it will be an episode with all That's the clips sick. and a recap of the festival and everything we're very excited so we're celebrating our 100th episode we might even have cake at the festival yeah. i don't know. my yeah. mom and dad are coming to visit that week so they're going to see the 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 festival and then they're going to be around for the recording of that podcast i was wondering if i'd bring my mum in to oh, be like oh, no, that'd be amazing <laughs> so, I, i'm so happy that we get to play it ah, dude that. well we're excited to have you guys man i mean it's uh it was funny we did this festival last year um of course i got gavin and his sister and you know all their friends to to volunteers we needed people for like parking lot duty and stuff like that and uh gavin kept watching you know band after band and they're all these amazing bands i mean we've been we've been very look i think the 561 scene is amazing and we've been blessed to have 
almost a hundred episodes now, and and you know, just very, very really very very repeats. yeah, very very talented individuals and bands and stuff. And so, you know, when we had twenty bands last year, it was absolutely amazing. It was just you know, band after band after band of just amazing talented people. So Gavin was watching this whole thing happen, and he just looks at me and he goes. I'm going to play this festival next year. Yeah. I said, wow. So I said, get yourself a band and we'll make it happen. And so here we are. <laughs> I got myself a band. <laughs> so he got himself a band. It all works out. So you got Jake Walden playing this year? Yeah. Jake was in our first band back in middle school. Oh, no way. We grew up with that motherfucker. We played Xbox with him back in the day. Dude, we went that's to that awesome. school He's together. an amazing He's musician. one of the most oh talented dudes I've ever He's amazing. He actually, good. we have very, very few repeats from last year. We tried to make it a very unique um, lineup again this year. Mm-hmm. And so we only have maybe two, maybe three people from last year that are that we, we asked back again. Yeah. Um, Jake Walden was one of those. He yeah. They just absolutely killed it last year. Yeah. They have such a unique blend of like you know, blues and rock and everything it's just it's so good and everybody everybody just absolutely loved their sound and stuff so you know when when we were trying to um, fill all the spots uh you know we were sitting around one night and we were like you know we should see if jake's available again because he's the reason i got into drums because in our first band i was supposed to be the guitarist we showed up to dylan's house just to jam Jake just randomly picked up the guitar. He's like, you mind if I noodle a little bit? I said, go for it. And he started ripping. Dude's like 13. Yeah. And I was oh, like, man. hey, man, you're the guitarist for this band. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, gonna learn drums. Like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> so um, I guess the last thing to do is to just um, say that thanks for listening. And if you want to um, go on our web, can you do the website stuff? Because you're better at it than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, the website stuff is we are five six one music dot com. No, I'm not. No, the social. Oh, that that's five six one. Thought you were podcast. better at this stuff. Yeah, I'm not apparently. <laughs> so yeah. neither of you are five six one music podcast. podcast. Yes, five six one at five six one music podcast is all our socials. Yeah. Um, and our website is five six one music dot com, and it. that gets you. Uh, there's links on there for all to listen to all the episodes. There's a YouTube link that gets you to watch the episodes. There's links um, for sponsoring episodes. There's links if you just want to donate. If you if you don't have a business or anything, you don't want to be actually be a full sponsor. Um, there's links on there for volunteering for the festival. There's links on there for the festival, and there's links on there for Killbillies as well. So indeed, five six one music dot com gets you all of that. But again, if you want to purchase tickets for the festival 561 music fest or 561 music festival gets you gets you there yeah nice one yeah yeah uh, you've really just been knocking it out of the park with all this stuff man i just have until to, you I, put me on the spot now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, he what, folded. what? Uh, all of the all, all of the, the the structure surrounding the the festival and the podcast is all hector's hard work so you know i appreciate it brother thank yeah, you very no, much no problem that. man i quit by the way <laughs> <laughs> i would be somewhat <laughs> out of my depth if i had to do this on my own but um yeah all right well thanks so much for coming guys Thanks for making it eye really contact with me the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, your, mom, oh, your mom's coming. You're going to introduce me, I guess, because you look in love with me right now, bro. <laughs> Every time I look over, just... <laughs> I mean, no, but thank you for having us. Bro. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you, you married as long as I am, things started to get a little weird. <laughs> you got to spice it up somehow. Exactly. No, thank you guys. <laughs> thank you guys for having us. This is an honor. We really, really yeah, appreciate man. it. It was yeah, a lot man. of nice fun. One. Yeah, man, we're, we're happy to have you guys. And thanks yeah. for raising such a good kid over here, man. Love this guy. Uh, yeah, Tony came out great. Yeah, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where would I be without him? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, we're out. Peace out.